Oh, my boss is making me crazy. <gasps> Did you get fired? No, God forbid. It's just that he's always unsatisfied. When he gives me a compliment, it's always attached to a criticism or a demand for more work. The other day, he stormed into the classroom screaming, and it looked like he was pulling the hair out of his head. Honestly, he terrorizes the teachers. We're all afraid of him. Sounds like an opportunity to learn. From him? Of course. Who is wise? Someone who learns from everybody. Well, he's doing his best to teach me. He suggested that I threaten my students with failing the entire marking period to get them to hand in their paper on time. His specific words, there's nothing wrong with a healthy dose of fear. He sounds horrible. He reminds me of my boss. Stay far away from him. There's a saying that people who behave badly are not aware of what they're doing because if they truly felt the impact of their behavior, they wouldn't behave that way. How can you say that, mommy? He's consciously terrorizing everyone. Just because he's conscious of what he's doing doesn't mean he's conscious of why he's doing it. Ask yourself, Hannah, why would he need to make everyone around him afraid? To have control over them. But he already has control. He's your boss. He can fire you. That's my point. If he's so unhappy with what I'm doing, why doesn't he just fire me? Are you doing a good job? Yes, my students are winning awards. That's why he doesn't fire you. Then why does he have to make my life so miserable? Why does he need me to feel afraid all the time? To feel in control. Irit, that's what I said. Not exactly, Micha. You said he needs to have control. But he technically already has control. He's a boss. But just because someone is in power doesn't necessarily mean that they feel powerful. Deep, deep down inside, he feels out of control. Are you saying he's afraid? Not just afraid. He's terrified. He's consumed by his fear. Eh, he doesn't sound that afraid to me. That's because he doesn't realize that he's afraid, which makes it the most dangerous type of fear. The fear is controlling him. The fear has become his reality. How did you figure this out, Mom? I haven't figured anything out. Fear is very complicated, Rana. Just look at the story of Adam and Eve. I thought that's a love story. It is. All I know about Adam and Eve is that they were in paradise, they ate the fruit, and they were kicked out. That's all I know, that's all I need to know. But there's much more to the story, Hanan. The first time fear comes up in the Bible is after Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit. God asks Adam, where are you? And Adam says, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I am naked, so I hid. Wait, they were naked? In the pictures, they always have those swimsuits made out of leaves. That was after they ate the fruit, Hanan. So they were walking around naked? Weren't they embarrassed? That's a good point. Before they ate the forbidden fruit, it says they were naked and they felt no shame. So what's this forbidden fruit? The fruit was from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. They were forbidden to eat from the tree of knowledge by God. Once they ate the fruit, their eyes were opened and they realized they were naked and they hid from God. But the question is, why? Because they were afraid. Adam says, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I'm naked, so I hid. But why were they afraid? Because once they ate the fruit, they became self-conscious. They realized they're separate from God. And because they knew they did something they weren't supposed to do and now they've been caught. God even asks them, have you eaten from the tree from which I commanded you not to eat? That's all true. But before asking, have you eaten from the tree from which I commanded you not to eat? God asks something very important that can tell us a lot about fear. God asks, who told you that you are naked? Well, he obviously wants to know how this happened. He's asking who told them. That's one way to look at it. 
But don't you think God knows what happened? Probably. But what does who told you that you were naked have to do with fear? Well, before eating from the tree of knowledge, Adam and Eve were naked and they felt no shame and there's no mention of fear. Now, after eating from the tree of knowledge, their eyes are opened and they realize they are naked and they're afraid. But the fear is only a result of this knowledge, this new understanding of nakedness as separation. And God asks, who told you that you are naked? What if God is actually questioning their knowledge, their understanding itself? But Irit, they are naked. It says so. That's why they need the bikinis. Depends on how you see it. Instead of hearing God asking, who told you that you are naked? As in, tell me who gave away the secret. God might be saying, who told you that you are naked? As in, how do you know? According to whom? How do you know that you are separate from me? Maybe your knowledge, your new way of understanding nakedness is perhaps an illusion. Interesting reading, but it says they were naked. If they're naked, then they're naked. Ultimately, what difference does it make? How you see your reality makes all the difference in the world, Renan. It's a difference between living in fear and being in love. You lost me. There's a famous saying, Life is a narrow bridge. The main thing is not to be afraid. That sounds great, but it doesn't say how. But it does. How big would you say the floor tiles in our living room are? Big. Maybe one and a half feet square. Bigger. I got the kind they have in Israel. Okay, fine. Two feet by two feet. Big. What's the point? Oh, so let's say I challenged you to walk from one end of the living room to the other but without stepping off of this one row of floor tiles. Well, that's easy. Of course. But imagine if now, on the left and the right of this row of floor tiles, there is a cliff with a hundred foot drop with man-eating alligators on the bottom. Hmm. Suddenly you're afraid. Well, of course, there's an abyss. With the alligator. But it's the exact same challenge. The row of tiles is still two feet wide. Big. And you just said how easy it is. But now there's a cliff with an abyss with alligators. I'm in danger. How do you know? If no one told you there is an abyss, would the challenge be any different? Who told you that you are naked? Irit, are you saying it's better not to know? I'm saying that how we see our reality is based upon what we think we know. And our fears are based on that. The problem is that eventually our fears become our reality. That's what happened to your boss. But there's nothing for him to be afraid of. His department is doing great. It's the best department in the entire school. But he obviously doesn't know that. He's living his life based on his fears instead of focusing on the bridge. Well, he's obviously blind and foolish. I remember hearing once that people can't see their own faults. But luckily, God made other people who function as mirrors. The faults we see in other people are actually our own. Hmm. I think she's talking about you, Hanan. Me? But I have good reason to be afraid. He could fire me. Why? Because your students are winning awards? Because you're doing such a good job? Instead of focusing on your good work, your bridge, you're letting his reality of fears become your reality. If he's blind, then so are you. 
The next time he comes into the classroom screaming, remember to focus on the bridge and remember that he is our teacher and we all have a lot to learn. And just in case, I would stay far away from him and the alligator.